This is the Smart Pizza Marketing Podcast, episode 55. Welcome to the Smart Pizza Marketing Podcast, the show where I get a chance to speak with today's top pizza entrepreneurs and marketing experts in the business today and find out what's working for them in their business, how they did it, and what would they maybe do differently if they were starting all over. So sit back, relax, and hopefully learn something to help you grow your business. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Smart Pizza Marketing Podcast. This podcast episode is brought to you by the Pizza Saver. What is that black thingy under your pizza that makes you get rid of that soggy, disgusting, wet pizza crust? It's the Pizza Saver. Head over to thepizzasaver.com or head over to my interview with Ed from the Pizza Saver at the Smart Pizza Marketing Podcast. But you know what? Just go over to the pizzasaver.com website, get some free samples. Down the bottom, it says, where did you find us? Make sure you put the Smart Pizza Marketing Podcast so that they know you found them on the Smart Pizza Marketing Podcast and get some free samples. Maybe get rid of that wet, soggy pizza and check them out. Okay, on to today's episode. All right, today's episode is actually a solo show. I put out there a while ago that I would be doing a episode where I would answer some questions. And I've gotten quite a few email responses for questions about you know many, many things. So I'm going to take like three or four of those questions that I've gotten or received, not gotten, and answer those on the show. Now, I'm, I haven't read these beforehand, um, so I'm just going to read them. Well, I've read them beforehand, but I haven't read them in a while. So I'm just going to pull up my email right here and check out the questions that I got asked. And I'm just going to read them, how they asked them, who asked it, and then my answer to it. So I don't know how long this episode is going to be. could be 10 minutes. could be an hour, depending on how long it takes me to answer the questions that I've received. So uh, here we go. My first question is from Anthony. And Anthony asks, let me pull it up here. Okay. I was talking to Scott Wiener the other day and he was really high on Snapchat. By the way, great interview with him. Thanks, Anthony. Appreciate that. Also, I had a question. When you post something on your Facebook page, what is the actual percentage of people who see it? Does the percentage get higher as more people like, in quotation marks, it? I'm confused because all I see is the number of views. Does that mean people reached or people who clicked on it? Any info you have would be great. Okay, so Anthony, um, let me ask a couple things to myself here as I answer your question. I think what you're saying is the percentage of people who uh, see it, uh, because on the Facebook post, on the bottom, it says reach. And it says, you know, if you post something on Facebook uh, and you don't promote it, down the bottom underneath it, before, right above the like button, it'll say reach, and it'll give you a number on there. Uh, let me pull up my Facebook page here. So if I pull up there, <clears throat> excuse me, it'll say, you know, 217 people reached. That means organically it went in the feed of 217 people. Now, the ag- al- algorithm for Facebook is not well known, but there is well-known percentages. Like 1% or 2% of your audience will see your post naturally. Um, so that means if you have a 1,000 if you have a thousand uh, fans on your Facebook page, and you put post something up, you can expect to see about ten to twenty people will see that. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that only ten or twenty people will see it. Uh, it varies based based on what it is. Um, Facebook likes video right now, so if you post a video, it might get higher reach. It will get higher reach than just a text or a picture or um, a link to your website. Now, there's different things. Definitely, the more engagement that you get, will create a higher rank in the newsfeed. Because when someone engages on the post that you post, it tells Facebook that they're interested in that. So here's a scenario. You post something on Facebook, 
it shows it to 100 people. So it says the reach is 100. Now, if nobody likes or comments or interacts with your post at all, Facebook's going to say, hey, you know what? That post from XYZ Pizza wasn't that valuable to the fans. So next time you post something similar to that, it's going to say, probably not going to show it to as many people because when we did last time, they got bored. And Facebook's in the in a, is a business. They are in the business to make money. So they want people to engage, interact, stay on Facebook as long as possible. So you really want to put stuff on there that people interact with. So if you put a post on there and people like it or comment it, it tells Facebook that that post you post, your fans were interested in, which will expose it to more fans the next time you do something similar to that. So yes, the more people that like and comment and interact with your post, the more likely of organic reach. Um, that being said, it's never going to be great for organic reach because Facebook's a business and they want to make money. So they're always going to say to you, hey, boost this for 5 or $10 and get in front of your fans guaranteed. And, and that's kind of how that works. Now, so play around with it. You know, do a mixture of videos. Videos is really good right now with Facebook. They love videos. Um, great photos uh, of pictures of your food. And then ask questions, you know. Hey, what's your favorite pizza topping? Hey, when's the last time you had or how many slices have you eaten in your life? Leave your question below. You know, put posts that will in, get people to interact. And then when they do interact, be a human being. Don't be a corporation or a business and say, you know, hey, thank you so much. Appreciate it from the blah, blah, blah team. Like, you know, their name is on the page. Say, hey, John, thanks, man. Appreciate that. Uh, we love here. I love hearing the feedback and then sign your name to it. So they know who wrote it. You know, Th that will create more engagement. When people do engage with your page, make sure that you engage back. Don't just hit the like button. Say something back to them. And then that way they know that when they do engage, you will too. And then it'll create more engagement over time because they know that you're there and there's a human being behind the screen and not just some business that wants them to buy something every time they post it on their Facebook page. So Anthony, I hope that helps. Uh, with that, if there's anything else you could want to follow up with, you know the email address. Okay, so the next question. Okay, the next question comes from John. John asked, what are some apps <clears throat> I can use to help with social media management and content creation? I love this question because there's many apps because I'm a terrible content creator and terrible, uh, not a content creator, but when it comes to images or videos or anything like that. So here's some that I use. Um, obviously, I use uh, Canva and PicMonkey to create images. Uh, Canva is a, you can go on the website, uh, sign up, it's free. The only thing that you have to pay for is if you're using some of the images that they provide, you'll have to pay a dollar per image but you don't have to use their images. You can just use their templates, their layout. Let me pull it up here so I can describe what it looks like. So you go on canva.com, it's C-A-N-V-A.com. If you go to the episode guide for this podcast episode, this is gonna be episode number, I don't know, 50 something. And if you go on there, you can find the links to all this. So I'll link everything in the show notes for this episode. This is gonna be episode number 55. So if you go to smartpizzamarketing.com forward slash 55, if you're listening to this right now, uh, that'll be all the podcast show notes. So everything that I mentioned in this episode, you can link link to right there and check it out uh, for yourself. So Canva, it comes up. And it, the cool thing about Canva is it has all the social media post sizes already done for you. So whether you're doing a social media, uh, Facebook, Twitter, a poster, uh, blog graphic, uh, Instagram post, uh, something for your Twitter or YouTube channel, the background, it's already pre-sized and pre-loaded with the right because if you do a Facebook ad, you can only have so much text in the ad. So Canva already does that for you. So you don't have to change the size or 
there are certain apps that you can kind of go find and use to see if there's enough image in your ad for the Facebook ad to see if it's going to be approved or not. But you don't have to with Canva. It already does that for you. So Canva is number one. I create all the graphics for, you know, the Instagram channel, uh, Twitter, and the page, uh, Smart Pizza Marketing with Canva. Now, the other one is PicMonkey. Now, if you have a picture that you don't really need to add text or you just want to add text to or some other easy to th do things, PicMonkey is another one too. I use PicMonkey if I need to crop a photo or resize or add simple text to it. I'll use PicMonkey. But if I'm going to create one from scratch, uh, a blog post photo or a photo for Instagram or anything like that, I'll use Canva. So those are two right there. Um, another one I use is Hootsuite. Hootsuite is like a scheduler for Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, not, I wouldn't use it for Facebook because Facebook doesn't like you to use third-party apps to schedule stuff. So if you're going to schedule stuff on Facebook, just use the scheduler that comes with Facebook because they'll give you more reach with that. Facebook's confusing, man. You know, you think that you know what, what's working in Facebook and what's not, and then all of a sudden they change it. So something that could work today could not work tomorrow. Literally not work tomorrow. So be careful with that. So I use Hootsuite with that. Buffer is another one <clears throat> that I use to schedule a post out because it's pretty easy to use. And it can give you some suggestions for, you know, good stuff to share that's kind of similar to what you're trying to share. Um, let's see here. What other ones do I use? So I mentioned Canva. I mentioned PicMonkey. I mentioned Hootsuite. I mentioned Buffer. Uh, lead pages. I use lead pages a lot for lead capture, whether it be, you know, if you've gone to the website, smartpizzamarketing.com and seen the 10 tips on the side opt-in page there, that's lead pages. So it can do simple boxes or landing pages. Like if you're going to give free pizza away or a birthday pizza for someone's birthday, you can have specific pages on your website. So it'll be xyzpizza.com forward slash pizza. And then they go to that website and then it brings up a box or a page, a landing page, and it can be a video of you. You can ask for their name, their email, and then that'll automatically add them to your email address. So I love lead pages for that. It's like $30 a month, but if you're collecting email addresses and you're having landing pages and giving away different offers, it's great to organize how your all your different landing pages are working and uh, see which ones work the best from there. So that's that lead pages. Um, another one I use, I use AWeber for all my emails because I think it's better than PicMonkey. I mean, not PicMonkey. I think it's better than MailChimp for segmenting lists. Um, so if you have different lists, you don't want to send the same message to everybody. You know, if you have an email list and you're capturing emails, you should have a follow-up sequence and you should also be emailing people out weekly. But someone who signs up for your email address today, you don't necessarily want to broadcast them tomorrow and then because you're going to hammer them with emails over the next week and then they're going to unsubscribe. So MailChimp is free and I do suggest you start with MailChimp because it is free. But once you get into the follow-up process and really automating your emails, which everybody should do, I think AWeber is a little bit better than that. And it's, it's more sophisticated than MailChimp. MailChimp is so super easy to use if you're just getting started and all you want to do is capture email addresses and then send out an email once a month, then I just tell everybody to go to MailChimp because it's free for under a certain amount of subscribers and you're not really doing too much with it. But if you want to get into more of capturing email addresses and uh, a follow-up sequence, so if someone uh, signs up for your email address today, you know tomorrow they get immediately get a welcome email, then two days from now they get another email two or three days after that, they get another email, then AWeber is better than that than MailChimp, in my opinion. So those are the ones that I use. So 
Aweber and MailChimp for emails, lead pages for capturing uh, people's emails, Hootsuite for scheduling, uh, lead pages, I already mentioned that, Bluehost I use for my hosting for my website, it's like $3.95 a month, which is pretty cheap. Uh, what else? I do use Fiverr once in a while. If you're, and I just actually mentioned to this someone in the mastermind group uh, yesterday that Fiverr is a great place. He was looking to create a menu board, but he's not very tech savvy when it comes to, which neither am I actually, to be honest with you, when it comes to um, creating this stuff. So if you go to Fiverr, it's F-I-V-E-R-R is the website. It's basically a site where people create stuff for five bucks. I mean, it usually costs you more than $5 once it's all said done, but it doesn't cost you really more than 20. So you go on the website, uh, you can either do two things. You can search for kind of what you want to have done and search for people who are listing that they have services like that, or you can post your own post your own uh, project that you want to have accomplished and then have people bid on it. The one thing that I do suggest if you do have, if you do post your own and have people bid on it, uh, put some questions in there that are specific, that you want specific answers to. Because what happens is, if you use these, um, you know, uh, project management tools like Fiverr or Elance or Odesk, is sometimes these, they have templates that they'll just apply to whatever jobs are out there that are kind of similar to what they do. And if you ask specific questions, you weed out those auto responders. And you really get the people who actually physically went in there themselves, answered your questions, and want that job. That's what I would do. So go check that site out if you want anything done for cheap, you know, whether it comes to um, email templates or uh, helping with your WordPress website or even building a website, which I don't know if I would do that, but they can ha they can help you with that. Uh, <clears throat> menus put together, anything with Photoshop or anything like that, go check out Fiverr. I think that's a great place for that. So those are the ones that I use. There's many, many more, but those are the ones that I'm going to mention in this podcast episode because uh, those are the ones that I use the most. Okay. Let's move on to the next question. It says, this is from Joseph. He says, what do you think about the study that Fox News put out about the tech is killing off America's independent pizzerias, says an industry report. Um, you know what? I'm not familiar with that. I actually mentioned that. Not, I didn't read the whole report, but from what I gather, it says that, I'm going to actually pull it up right now as we see. Hold on one second. It's going to be like one second for you, a couple minutes for me. I'm going to go pull up that report. And I'm back. Okay, so I pulled up the report here. It says basically Aaron Allen and Associates did this uh, report that says independent pizzerias have lost 21% of their market share to pizza change, companies with 10 or more locations. In the past decade, about 7,800 independent pizzerias have closed and over 25 folding last year alone. Whoa. Um, it basically says that the independent pizzerias aren't keeping up with technology and online ordering fast enough and the big brands are taking over. I mean, listen, that's not something that you should be surprised at. I think that that's been happening for a little while. I think you need to be on top of technology because that's where the audience is and that's where the attention is going to go in the future. If you're not, you are going to get left behind. You may have a shop that's been around forever and it's doing okay, but eventually the next generation where you know people younger than me and my kids and their kids are going to move on. They're going to use technology. They're using it to order online. And, the, and technology is great. Online is fantastic, but it does two different things. It creates a vast amount of information in people's hands immediately, but it also creates impatientness, if that's a word. I don't know if that's a word or not, but I just made it up, which means that people are very impatient. So they don't want to spend the time to go search for you and search for your phone number. They want it in their fingers instantly. That's why we have these things that we're staring at constantly, whether we're driving on the road and people staring at their phones or 
when they're watching TV during a commercial, they're either fast forwarding or they're looking at their phone to see what's going on on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook. That's just how the world is working. And you really need to understand that and be on top of it. I think that the independents have a huge benefit when it comes to the quality of their product and the quality of their service compared to the chains. But the chains are much faster at getting that information in front of other people. And I think that that's not going to be something that's going to get less of. I think that the, the more people shy away from technology, the worse it's going to be for you in the long run. And I understand. I understand you're busy. You know, you're a solopreneur. You're an independent guy who's or gal who's running a pizzeria. And, you know, right now you're just trying to keep up with the employees and trying to find great help and making sure everything goes out good and your customers are happy. And you don't have time for Facebook or Instagram or Twitter. But it doesn't take that much time. It doesn't take as much time as you think. Or it doesn't have to be as expensive to hire somebody to do it. You can either hire a company to do it for you and negotiate a really good price or you can hire a teenager and that's their sole job. You know, I know minimum wage is going up and it's not that affordable to do stuff like that, but you got to do what you got to do in order to keep up with the times. And you're in the restaurant business and, you know, you have to be where your customers want you to be, not necessarily where you have time for or what you want to do. So that's what I think of that. Okay, next question. This is going to be my last one because I'm coming up here on 20 minutes and, you know, I think that's all the time I have attention for is to answer these questions. So I'm going to answer four questions now. If you have a question and you want me to answer it on another show like this or you're enjoying this show, uh, shoot me an email with your question, bruce at smartpizzamarketing.com. Uh, I'd love to hear from you guys um, and see what's going on. If you haven't yet, hit the pause on this. If you're listening to this on iTunes, give me a quick review. I would love to hear what you think of the show. Um, I love the ratings and reviews. It gives us more uh, exposure to get better and bigger guests on the show and it makes us know that, you know, this is working out and you guys are liking the show. So do that for me right now if you haven't. That'd be awesome. All right, next question. Having a hard time finding employees who care and want to work. <laughs> Any suggestions to find people? Uh, the reason I laughed at this is because this, I don't know if there's an answer, a simple solution to this, you know? This is a question that I get all the time in person and on emails and whatever it is, through Twitter or Facebook or whatever. I get this question more than any other question and I don't think there's a simple solution you know there's not a simple solution like okay I'm a little bit slow let me send out some mailers and some postcards offer a discount and then you can bump sales up as long as you have a good product there's no easy solution to this there's no short-term solution to getting good employees you have to build a good company culture and environment that people want to work in and then you have to over time weed out those people who aren't part of your mold and then find people who fit the what you want them to do. Now, I think a huge mistake that people make when it comes to hiring is they're desperate and they need people. So they're, they hire based on what that person can do, not what that person is made of. And by made of, I mean what their motivation is, what their work ethic is, what their attitude is and where they want to go in their life, because that's a longer term play. And, it's not something that can you can find someone tomorrow and they can work 40 hours next week based on their attitude. You know, you really have to find someone with a good attitude, a good work ethic, and then teach them a skill. Uh, in my opinion, making a pizza or cooking a sandwich or working the line or answering a phone and taking an order is a trainable skill. Like you can really find someone as long as they're willing to and teach them that particular skill. When it comes to work ethic in you know, how you were raised and your goals that you set for your life and where you want to go, that's not something that you can teach as an employer. So you really need to figure out 
who the ideal person is that I want to hire and then go headhunting for them. You should be out at wherever you are with business cards every day and find people. And there's nothing wrong with this. I mean, I always hear people who are saying, you know, you shouldn't go out and headhunt at other jobs. Why not? I mean, LinkedIn is one big giant headhunting thing. You get emails all the time from people soliciting you. So why shouldn't you go out and solicit people? Now, I'm not saying be a dick and go into a pizza shop across the street and say, hey, come work for me. You be a little bit more subtle when it comes to it, you know? Go into the pizza shop or wherever you are, McDonald's, Walgreens. It doesn't have to be a pizza shop. I think that's another big mistake that people make is that they, when they look for help, they look for at other pizza shops. But those are mostly just people who are working their way around from pizza shop to pizza shop. And if you get another person from another pizza shop who comes to you, not going to be much different. You're better off looking at, and in, in my, you should look at uh, customer service people more. Like, and look for that customer service skill. The people who give you great customer service, whether you're at a department store, a shopping center, anywhere, and have cards always on you that say, if you're looking for a good opportunity, give me a call. Because if you really have a good company and a good future growth goal, and you know where you want to go, and you can genuinely help people, when you find good employees, they're going to push you further ahead and make you want to get more employees like them. So take a business card, write whatever you want on it. You know, if you're looking for an opportunity, come find me. Hand that out as many times as you can. And it's a longer term. Just remember that it's like Facebook. You know, people look, look at social media and they're like, I posted for two weeks and I didn't get anything back. It takes longer than that. It takes six, eight, nine months. Go look at the accounts on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter that have a huge following. They didn't just start last week. You know, they've been doing it for years. And that's the consistency over time is what creates growth. It's a marathon, not a sprint. So finding good employees is exactly that. It's going to be a lot of work in the beginning, but as you keep doing it, it's going to build and build and build and build until you really have this flow of good employees that are kind of trickling into you all the time. So that's my advice for finding good employees. Uh, keep at it. I think if you do that, it's a longer term play, but I think in the long run, you'll have to do that. But another important part is that you should go back and listen to the few episodes I did. One with Mike Ganino. Uh, one I just did with TJ Shear and Nick Cirillo. Those three are really good episodes when it comes to hiring, training, and finding good help. Mike is about building a good company culture, and so is Nick. Um, and then TJ is more of a tactical guy. You know, what questions should you ask? What should you do when you hire them? Um, it, it, he's more of a guy that's going to weed weed out the bad guys and have a good system in place for when they come on board. So those are three interview uh, three interviews that I did recently that I think you should go back and take a listen to. Get some really good value out of that, and uh, that should help with that question. So I hope that answered your question. If it didn't and you want to send a follow-up question, go ahead and shoot me an email, bruce at smartpizzamarketing.com. Would love to follow up with you on that. All right, that's going to do it for this episode. Love those questions. Thank you so much, whoever um, you answered those questions. I will shoot you an email to let you know that I answered your question on air. And if you have a question for me, bruce at smartpizzamarketing.com is my email. This episode is number 55. You go to smartpizzamarketing.com forward slash 55. You can get all the show notes for this episode, all the tools that I use for those content creation and organization for social media uh, will be on the show notes for this episode as well. Also, check out the guys over at the Pizza Saver. If you're looking for a way to stop soggy, disgusting pizza being delivered to your customers and really stand out, head over to pizzasaver.com. Let them know that you heard on the Smart Pizza Marketing Podcast. That would help me out a lot. Appreciate that. Also, if you're interested, 
in the mastermind group that we have going on. That is smartpizzamarketing.com forward slash mastermind, or just go to the website on the side there, you'll see uh, join the Smart Pizza Mastermind. You can listen to a short audio that I did about the mastermind group. There's also some, uh, I don't want to say reviews, but there's some, you know, comments from people who are in the groups who are, you know, I think that they're going pretty well and people are getting good stuff out of it. It's a great place to learn, meet new people, see what's going on in other parts of the country and come at your business from a different angle. So check that out. If you want some more information on that, just shoot me an email, bruce at smartpizzamarketing.com. Put the subject line mastermind group so I know that you heard it on the show and I'll answer any questions. We can set up a quick talk. I can answer any questions you have about that. Okay. Um, I think that's going to do it, guys. If you want a free audio book, I do these uh, book reviews. If you want a free audio book, just go to audibletrial.com forward slash smartpizza. Get any book that I've done or any book you want for that matter that they have on the Audible system for free. You get a 30-day free trial with that, but you also get one book every month with it. The first book is free. I think it's like $10 or $15 a month after that, but with that, you get a free book every month. So go check that out, audibletrial.com forward slash smartpizza. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week with another great interview coming up, and maybe we'll do a live show next week. So look out for an email from me uh, for our live show on Blab about Snapchat and social media marketing in general. All right, guys. See ya. You still there? Do me a quick solid. Go to iTunes or Stitcher Radio. Leave me a quick review. You've still listened after all this time. Do me a huge favor. Really help me grow the show. So appreciate that. And if you do, Shoot me an email, bruce at smartpizzamarketing. Let me know you listen to the show all the way to the end. See ya.